Take a Moment with NCHC with me, Miranda Gretton, the show where we take a moment to delve into the hot topics affecting our workforce, from compassion fatigue to dealing with stress, mental health to make-ahead meals for night shift workers. We'll talk to experts for tips and advice about the issues affecting you. Listen on your drive between patients or on your downtime whenever you get the chance to take a moment. Welcome to the podcast, Leslie Lusher. Thank you so much for joining us. Please, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, my name's Leslie Lusher. Um, I work at Foxley Ward Rehabilitation Inpatient Unit in East Dereham. Um, I've worked there for, well, since 2014. So I'm going to kick off with a pretty big question for you. When did you realise you were actually going through the menopause? I would say I probably realised the start of this year, although I had symptoms the last sort of two years, but I've always put it down to something else. And it wasn't until I actually started reading upon the menopause, I was like, oh my God, I've got that. Yes, I have that. I have this. I do this. And then I sort of put it all together. Yeah. And I sort of got tested and I was positive for the start of the menopause. So did someone say to you, like, when you, were you telling a friend or something about your symptoms? And they said, oh, that sounds like the menopause to make you go and research. Or did you just think I might just check? So a colleague of mine of all is always sort of said the last couple of years, you know, the hot sweat, especially on a night shift. And, you know, I have to sort of roll my trouser leg up to just get some air to them. Um, and she was like, oh, are you sure you're not going through the change? I was like, I'm not silly. I'm only 38, 39. And then. As the years sort of gone on, I've noticed so more like my body's changing. The hot sweats were more more regular than what they used to be. I mean, I could be sitting with the family having tea and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, open the window quick. At work, it's really, really hard because you're with a patient. You can feel this hot temperature just inside your body. You have to control yourself when you're at work until you can stick your head out of the door or something. So what do you do then in that situation? You're with a patient, you suddenly feel that come over you. Do you, do you say something to the patient? I count. Do you? I, I count. I, I do really slow counts. I focus on something else to distract myself from feeling like I'm going to pass out if I'm not going to get the air in time. But that's also I do. That's how I do with anxiety as well. You sort of take your take your mind away from that sort of situation. We, we talk about normalising the conversation between us, between colleagues, with our management, but we've never really talked about it in terms of the patients. And actually, maybe it's OK to say, do you know what, I'm, I'm currently going through the menopause. And, you know, would you feel comfortable saying that to a patient? <laughs> um, a few times where I, I sort of like, oh, hold on a minute sort of thing. And they're like, you're all right. And I'm like, oh, it's the time of life. And then it'll be like, oh, I remember them days. And and then I get there, oh, you don't look old enough, you know. <laughs> I was going to come on to that because you mentioned your age there and you were saying, you know, you were 38, 39. You, that was a couple of years ago now, though, wasn't it? You're 41 now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people will be listening to this thinking that's young. Like we would expect to be going through the menopause a lot later than that. So how's, how's that been for you? Um, we are really supportive as a team at work. I mean, I do sort of permanent night shifts, so you have a bit more of a close-knit relationship to your colleagues. Um, so we do discuss things. I mean, you know, we're not shying what we talk about. And when, when we talk about the menopause, there's actually three more people around my age group have actually experienced the same things. So, yeah, it's like, well, we're in this together. 
That's amazing, though. And that you, you have to have had those open and honest conversations for that to happen, for that support to be there. Yeah. And then because obviously through lockdown, I just felt that the GPs were having enough to deal with rather than talking to someone about menopause. So I sort of went on the NHS website and, you know, got my information and I ordered a private test kit. It's a bit like the LFT results, you know, it's positive for two lines. I was sort of thinking, oh, it reminds me of the pregnancy test we used to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then um, it was actually a colleague of mine who recommended to get this particular test. And then a couple of others have also bought it and they've come out positive as well. Like I say, we're all in the same sort of age between 40 and 45. A couple of years ago, I did go to my GP for something totally different. And she did actually recommend me to get my bloods and that done for um, menopause. But obviously, then COVID came and it was like, it is important, but it's not as important as someone who desperately needed a doctor's appointment to discuss other health conditions so I sort of put that aside that's an amazing thing to do but at the same time like it's your health and you know you need to take care of yourself I think I mean I didn't even know that you could get a test I didn't know home Uh, testing for menopause was a thing so so if you were to go back to your GP now and say look I've done the home test it's come back positive what are my next steps is that something that you are looking to do yeah um, definitely that is on my to-do list Um, And I will 100% bring that up. You mentioned that amazing support network that you've got with your colleagues. But what how is it has it been with your line manager? I haven't spoken to her about it. Why not? Because I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe it's because I've got the support there with my colleagues. Unless it's started to have sort of like some sort of effect on my workability. You've you've chosen not to. And that's fine because it's not affecting your ability to do your job at the moment. If it did, you'd feel comfortable to go. And it's knowing that, I think, is the most yeah. important thing, knowing that you've got a line manager who would take you into their office and go, right, what can we do? So tell me more about what it's like working in the hospital environment, having these kind of symptoms. So I find that if I'm in the bay, especially in the summer, and like obviously at night time, yeah, the windows are shut for security. Obviously through COVID, there was no fans, no nothing like that allowed on the board. So your masked up apron gloves when I sort of finished with like doing whatever I was doing with a patient I would actually just run the cold water over my wrists before I actually washed my hands because it is more relieving to get that coolness sort of run you know the sensation of it and then I sort of wash my hands out you know how you should do and things yeah it's just sort of having a bit of a coping mechanism I mean, not everyone sort of fits all in that, you know, sort of environment. That is such a key message that actually not everyone is going to experience this in the same way. Symptoms will be different. Management of symptoms will be different. How you perceive it in yourself. What could you suggest other people listening to this who are thinking, that's me. She's she's living my life. She's going through what I'm going through. What would you recommend someone do if they're at the start of their journey? probably the first thing is like you're not alone like I said you know it's it's not one for everybody everyone can experience some totally different things or it may be sort of like just sort of jot down on your phone I mean my Samsung notes is full of like thoughts and ideas and how I'm feeling jot down and see if it's a regular pattern you know I don't have like the monthly periods or anything like that so I can never really sort of tell if it's like pre-menstrual or just after so it might be an idea just to keep a record of when you're feeling, you know, 
on your good days you're feeling great or you look at yourself and you think oh my god I look like six months pregnant today just jot down and then just keep a record and then you can sort of look at it say in like eight weeks time and see if there is a pattern I think communicating about it is such such an important thing now it is out there and it can happen to any of us at any time I think that Davina McCall was sort of saying that someone was 34 and they were they went through it and yeah there's not a right you are now hitting 50 you are going to go into the menopause there's none of that but that's why research is so important that's why it's so important that we take it not not just upon ourselves but in line with our GP to have the conversation and to look up the symptoms that we're getting and like you said I think what you said about um, keeping a diary of when it's happening is there a pattern because then when you do go and have that conversation with your GP you can present them with something and and you've got something to go on so I think yeah the the real takeaway for me is is communication symptom what I won't go into because it is you know there is one particular symptom where where I've experienced and I was talking to a friend same age as me and she was like oh my god yes I have that too but she's it's not sort of something you want to bring up and then I was sort of reassuring her and she sort of reassured me and it was like okay so I'm not the only one you know that's it isn't it it's the it's what you said before about you're not alone you're not going through this by yourself what's your worst symptom my worst symptom is the fatigue, I think. Again, it can be like your your work balance, your life balance. It could be a numerous of things, but I could have like a real burst of energy. And then all of a sudden I just feel like, oh, I could just curl up and go to sleep right now. But when you're at work, you, you can't just go, I'm just going to go and lay down for a while. You know, you have to plough through it. And I think that takes up a lot of mental energy as well as your physical energy like just to continue sort of I don't know I I find my my moments are when I'm sort of typing everything up on system one if I'm busy then it's not so bad but if I'm your body's relaxing and you're like you're sort of concentrating on sort of typing whatever you need to type up then you have these massive urges sort of like you know tiredness go and hydrate yourself and get a drink or have a walk around and you know sort of bring yourself back into it that's really interesting because I think you know you're dealing with so much on a night shift especially that must that must take really take its toll on your Mm. body and your mind because you know you've still I guess got to get up and deal with your kids and your family and you know in the day so to have the general stresses and strains of a night shift plus dealing with all of the symptoms and everything that just it adds another level to what you're doing yeah I mean there is I think there is sort of like vitamins and everything else what can help you know sort of supplements you can take but yeah I mean HRT I'm now starting to look at that just in case when I do go to the doctors they sort of mention it it's one of the main things that people talk about alongside menopause you've got if you say the word menopause people think hot flush they think HRT and it's, yeah. so it's so interesting that one, it's not just hot flushes and two, HRT isn't the only route you, you have to go down. Um, so, yeah, while doing research is so important, we've got to make sure we're talking to the right people. We're getting the right answers. And yeah, I think that's really key that maybe speaking to the GP about it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of quite blinded to it all because I just thought there was just one hormone with the, um, replacement therapy and that was that. But it was um I think loose women were doing like a big talk about menopause and I can't think of her name the one out of only birds birds of a feather Linda Linda 
just talking about it. She was sort of saying that it took her about three or four times to trial three or four different types of um, HRT to actually get the right one what suited her because she had other like you know I mean she sort of had depression and that over the years and stuff and some made it worse and then it was just like trial and error so that was sort of like gave me a bit of insight well yeah there is you know there is more than just one one drug out there if you like I must admit I thought it was just like HRT was just the thing you got (laughs) yeah so clueless that's the thing though we just don't know do we even you know, we don't know what we don't know I suppose isn't it we you know and and things like this like mainstream tv doing it Davina doing it loose women doing it talking about it keeping those yeah. conversations open I think is yeah. so brilliant and that's why we wanted to do this because I want I want our staff to know that we're it's all right to talk about it and yes yeah. in fact it's important to talk about it yeah yeah and I think overall I think we are quite an open and supportive trust I mean I know that I can sort of go to HR if it was like a work issue my manager or I could go to the OT if it was like an issue with a patient or you've assessed this patient for such and such a thing but I'm actually really struggling I'm not shy and none of us are shy to go and actually ask for that support or again talking Thank you so much for joining me today and talking about this. This is such an important topic and you are amazing to come and talk to us about it. Thank you for listening to Take a Moment with NCHC. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes. You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels.